0: What does God want from us? We know God wants salvation for us, but what does God want for us? God definitely doesn't need our impact, our input, or our advice. We need God's advice, right? And church, God doesn't even need our works. He doesn't even need our works. The Church is here so we can partake in the things of God. We don't offer the church anything. We're just willing vessels, willing vessels. The church gives us opportunity to grow spiritually. It gives us the opportunity to grow in our spiritual gifts. The church gives us the opportunity To grow in our knowledge of God. So the church don't need us. We need the church. Amen? So God doesn't need our works or our good deeds. Our works and good deeds are opportunity for us to grow in the things of God, right? So what does God want for us? The book of Genesis tells us that God created the universe, the heavens, and the earth, including mankind. The first man and the first woman, Adam and Eve, says that he made them in his own image. Genesis 127. So God created man in his own image. God created us in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. It's amazing. An image, church. An image means familiarity, a likeness. God made us as something familiar to himself. To himself. God made us in his own image. He's made us Personal, spiritual beings that has the ability to worship, the ability to love and communicate, not only with each other, but with God himself. But then Adam and Eve went against God's will that day in the garden and committed the sin of disobedience. And then God put distance between him and mankind. Separation came. Separation. Isaiah puts it like this. But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. But, church, the sin of Adam and Eve did not destroy the fact that God created us in his own image. But it made us morally separated from God. And the familiarity with God, was destroyed. It was destroyed. Mankind became separated from God. The nature of mankind was no longer the nature of God. The familiarity that God had with us was lost, was lost. And we could no longer relate to God, so that fellowship church with God was broken was broken. See, it's like this. Anyone had a best friend, loved one, someone that you really cared about, shared everything with. They know everything about you, you know everything about them, and you knew that God somehow showed favor when he put y'all together. But then something came between you. Maybe it was a disagreement or a betrayal of trust. But now you are separated. Now you are separated. And it's not the birthday gifts or the Christmas gifts that you miss so much, it's them. It's them. It's the person. It's the person. It's the fact that you could relate to one another like no one else. Like no one else, church. It's the fact that you would receive those texts that said, hey, I was just checking on you. Want to make sure you're okay. It's the encouraging phone calls when you're having a bad day. It's the understanding when no one else seems to understand. It's the fact that you could relate to one another, but now you're separated. And it hurts. And it's disappointing. Because you really, you really love them. You really love them. But well, now you know how God felt and feels being separated from the people He created to be in fellowship with him. God was disappointed, God heartbroken about the sin of mankind. Now you understand why God sent his only begotten son to die for our sins so that we could be united in fellowship with God, our Father. See, church, the fellowship came before the sin. The fellowship came before the sin. Adam and Eve enjoyed a perfect Fellowship with God, together with him in the garden, before the sin, before the sin. God created us to share in his image, in his interests. That's why he created us in his image, so that we could be related, so that we could be related. But God being rich, in mercy offers us reconciliation through Jesus Christ. But our sin separates us from the family of God. What does God do about it? Romans 12:2 says this: Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what the will of God. What is the will of God? What is good and acceptable and perfect? Second Corinthians 2. And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image, the same image, From one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is spirit. So now we see part of God's plan. He is transforming us. Transforming us through Christ back to what is familiar with him. Because God wants back what was lost in the garden through the sin of Adam and Eve. God wants back that personal relationship with mankind. God wants a personal relationship with us. We were created for a relationship with God. God did not create us to put us to work. God created us because he loves us and desires a relationship with us. God didn't save us because he needs our works, church. We are saved by his grace because of our faith in Jesus Christ, not by our own efforts or works so that no one, no one can boast. See, it's not about the works or the good deeds, church. But God wants a relationship with you through Christ. And through that relationship, you will grow to know God. You will grow to love God. And then you will desire, desire to serve God through your good works and good deeds and your spiritual gifts. Amen? See, we should not be afraid. We should not be afraid to come to Christ. We should not be afraid to come to Christ. Because all God wants is for us to be better versions of ourselves through a relationship with him. How many of you have become better versions of yourself because of a relationship with someone in your life? Think about what a relationship with God can do for you. Tenfold. Tenfold. A personal relationship with God is just like a relationship with anyone else. It's about fellowshipping in love and trust between you and him. It's much more than us reading our Bibles. It's much more than us coming to church God wants to know you. God wants to know you. God wants to know you, church. And I know it's hard for some of us to believe that because we don't feel like we're worthy. But he does, and you are. God wants to know you. Where in the Bible does it tell us that we have to be perfect to be in fellowship with God? I don't remember reading that anywhere. I don't. God wants to know you broken and all. God wants to know you sin and all, church, and all. That is the only way he can fix you. That's the only way he can fix you. We are broken people. We must admit that we are broken. I remember when I didn't want to know God and I didn't want to know God to know me because I was so screwed up. But how many of you know that I'm still halfway screwed up? But I'm better. I'm better because I opened up my heart to a relationship with God and allowed God to know the real me. And yes, God knows all But if I didn't confess it to him, it was hidden truth. It was hidden truth, church. Our testimonies. Who really wants to share their testimonies? But the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of truth, makes us confess our testimonies to one another and to God. God wants to know you. God wants to know you. That's what a personal, personal relationship is all about. God wants to know the real you. He wants to know the real you. God wants to know the real deal about you. Not the social media you but we exalt ourselves to be someone we're not. No. God wants to know the you that we don't even know. God wanted to know the me that you don't even know. The selfish me. The prideful me. the, The act strong but really weak me. The insecure me the sinner, me. And I can go on. I can go on. But when I allow God to know that me, that despicable, terrible me, I confess my truth to God. And God began to manifest his truth in me. He began to manifest his promises in me. And his truth began to change me. And he's changing me daily. Daily. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. Confess your truth to God. That's what a relationship with God is all about. It's all about. Confess your truth to God, church. A personal relationship with God is about trust. Trust and truth. Trust in truth. When we confess our truth to God, no matter how shameful, no matter how regrettable, or how horrible it may be, we are trusting God. We are trusting God. The Bible says he forgives us and he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Meaning he frees us from bondage. From bondage of those secrets that we hold within our hearts. Those secrets that we hold within our minds, our lives. A personal relationship with God allows us to confess our truth and receive his mercy, receive his forgiveness. Through that relationship, you can receive God's great mercy and become a forgiving child of God. Amen? See, I ran from God a long time because I didn't want to confess the truth about who I really was to God. I wanted to keep my secrets secret. But how many of you know God is all-knowing. He is all-knowing. And as long as I didn't confess my truth to God, my unrighteousness, my sins, my iniquities, God couldn't deliver me. God couldn't deliver me. See, church, because God is all-knowing, he is aware of everything about us, everything we do, and everything we think. And so we take, sometimes take that personal, conversational relationship with God for granted. And we don't open up to God. We don't openly confess our truth to God. And so we're not truly free. We're not truly free. And we remain in bondage to the things we hold within. So there's a lack of communication with God, and there's a lack of trust with God when we do that. And a lack of communication and a lack of trust will put a strain on any relationship. So don't assume God knows. Don't assume God knows. Tell him what he needs to know about you. Tell him what he needs to know about you. That's what makes a relationship, church truth. Truth. A relationship with God brings eternal life. Because a relationship with God can save your life. It can save your life. Not only save your life, but it will ensure you of your eternal life. John 3.16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever, whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. God didn't ask for works. You can have an intimate relationship with God now. Now, by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and be sure that you will live with him forever and eternity. In heaven, a relationship with God saves your life. Eternal life, church, is knowing God. Eternal life is knowing God. John 17, 3, and this is eternal life. That they know you, the only true God. And Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Knowing the one true God means having an intimate, personal relationship with Him. Not just knowing about Him. Not just knowing about Him. We was in a home going service for one of our family members yesterday, and my brother did the eulogy, and he stated this. He stated this. Even the devil knows God. Even the devil knows God. And where is his home? In hell. So just knowing God is not going to work. The Bible tells us that God reveals his inner self that he is the Father, he is the Son, and he is the Holy Spirit. God is the creator Of all things, church. He is the creator. And God simply wants you. He simply wants you. That's what He wants. He's seeking your heart above all else. He's seeking your heart above all else. He wants to be in a relationship with you directly. Directly, not superficial. Not through your pastor, not through your mama, not through your daddy. Directly, church, directly. That uh, will give you endless access through Jesus Christ, acknowledging the sin that we so live in that will give you endless access to God through that relationship. See, before we can begin to restore our relationship with God, church, we need to understand that relationship was broken from the beginning. Not because anything God had done, no. But we, you and I, have turned away from God's standards and decided to go our own way, our own way. Be reminded, church, that God doesn't need this relationship because God existed before us. He doesn't need this relationship. Need means there's a lack, and God is not lacking in anything, in anything. But while we can't give God anything he needs, church, we can definitely give him what he wants. That's us. That's us. A relationship. A relationship, church. God wants us to have what we need. And that is what we need. An intimate, personal relationship with God. The Bible encourages us to give ourselves entirely to God. Entirely to God. Romans 6.13. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness. But rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life. And offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. How intimate and personal is your relationship with God, church? I pray that we spend time daily reading our Bibles, reading the Word of God. I pray that we spend time daily meditating on what we read in the Word of God, spending that alone time with God. I pray that we conversate with God throughout our day. Throughout our day. And I pray that we set personal time aside, intimate time to pray to God daily. Daily church. This is a personal relationship. This is a personal relationship. See our father doesn't need our works. Our works can't save us. Our works can't get us in heaven. That's only by having a personal relationship with him by accepting Jesus Christ into your life as your Lord and Savior. That's the only way you can form that personal, intimate relationship with God. And God will change you forever. You can be changed Forever, church. That personal relationship with God will give you a better life here and eternal life later. An eternal life later. So before we prepare for communion this morning, I'd like to ask anyone who's here or live screaming, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your lord and savior and you desire that personal relationship with God I ask that you pray with me now you pray with me now dear God i know that i'm a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe Jesus Christ is your son. I believe that he died for my sin and that you raised him from the dead. I accept you as my Lord and Savior from this day forward. Guide my life and help me do your will. I pray this. In Jesus' name. And if you have repeated this prayer, opened your heart to God, you are a saved child of God. Continue to read his word. Continue in prayer. Continue in fellowship. God desires an intimate relationship with us. That's not much. That's it. We run from God because we think that he wants so much from us. All God wants is that relationship, that true, honest relationship with us. Examine that relationship. Examine that relationship. That is the best relationship, church, that we can ever have in our lives. Remember that relationship can save our lives, not by just knowing God, but intimately and personally knowing God. Amen? And at this time, we'll be going into uh, communion.